0: Welcome to belonging before believing, where you're a two-time son of a gun. <laughs> I'm Patrick Mathers, two-time pastor of <laughs> Sovereign Joy Crusade Fellowship. It'll make sense in a minute, I swear.
1: I'm Brian Gumpy, and I'm not going to say I'm a two-time in anything.
0: No, you are. Well, we're not now. Because we were two time in our podcast twice a week.
1: Oh, uh, uh, <laughs> and we just
0: changed it uh, up for those who have been paying attention and regular listeners. We're only doing it once a week now. What the crap, Brian?
1: Well, we had gotten some feedback that some people wanted to participate in Question of the Day, mm-hmm. but they were not able to keep up with this strenuous pace that we were cranking out episodes.
0: Yeah. Plus, you know that that life is uncertain and prone to certain upheavals. Mm. And right now, just to be honest, we're, we're there's some upheavals in our lives. And once a week makes more sense. Yeah. So we're still recording two, but we're just putting them out once a week. And perhaps Eventually,
1: we'll have fifty <laughs> just, <laughs> just sitting on ice. <laughs>
0: Maybe. <laughs> We had a lot at one point, and then we through them. We had like a month. Yeah. yeah. So we're, we're, we're doing them once a week for a while, and who knows, Lord willing, we'll get back to twice a week, or maybe we won't, or maybe we will. We don't know. So while we were two-timing, son of a guns.
1: Now we're one-timing. We're one-timing. Hey, you know a one-timer is a move in hockey? No. Yeah.
0: I didn't know that. What is it?
1: So it's when somebody passes you the puck uh-huh. and you don't even like receive it as it's coming to you. You're in like mid shot and you slap it right at the goalie, like right when it gets to you. Really? That's a one timer. Yeah.
0: Dude, I like that. Yep. Dude, those guys are boss who make that move, huh? I'm
1: a one time son of a gun.
0: You yeah. done it before? Have oh. you done the one timer? Heck yeah. I've oh, done it's, a it's a common thing. It's I mean, not it's a, like it's like a move. Oh, okay. okay. Like a, like a. I thought this was like an alley
1: oop is a thing. A one timer is a
0: thing. The sky hook.
1: It's not like a signature move.
0: There's the church key. Where was it? Rachel Gumpy. Okay. In Zoe's toys. It's story time. Belonging before believing. Brian Gumpy. Wait, Rachel Gumpy just walked in with the church key because I was on vacation last Sunday. And Brian thought that he had the right key for the church to open it up and let everybody in, but he didn't.
1: You can't see that right now Zoe's <laughs> smiling at me, shaking her head like, no, it's it not wasn't my me. fault. I didn't it's do not my it.
0: fault. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, yeah, we, uh, I got to the church, I don't know, like 340. For our four o'clock service.
0: If that's normal for you. That's yeah, when yeah. you get there. Yeah. I may
1: have even gotten there a little bit before that. Um, and I was looking at my keys, making sure that I had the church key, and I was going through, and there's one shiny silver key.
0: And that was like a, a couple of days before. Cause I yeah, asked yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And
1: and I was like, I have no idea what this is for. I've never used it before. <gasps> it's gotta be the church key. Right. And I just stuck it on my key ring. And so I get there. Like I said, maybe 340, maybe a little bit earlier to test it out. And it did not work.
0: Wah, wah,
1: And I made some phone calls trying to see if it was at your house and if I could get in and get it. Um, it was in
0: Quincy with me.
1: It was in Quincy with you. <laughs> and uh, so I called Father Hanson yep. um, right before. And when he picked up and I told him what was going on, he's like, oh, yeah. You've got a church service in 12 minutes. <laughs> Peter
0: Falconer Hanson. Falconer. That's his middle name. That's I love that man. Middle name. He's a good guy. Dude loves Jesus.
1: How do we know a falcon and a, falconer? And a dude whose middle name is Falconer?
0: What if they hadn't been married? Oh, like weird. I'm. Besides the weirdness of all the weirdest, Besides the weirdness of them being <laughs> but married. But just the names. If there was a falconer and falcon and they were, yeah. Never mind. That just, no. just got weird quick.
1: That's that's too much sauce in one relationship. <laughs> too much. There
0: can never be too much sauce. No, in that's a like cro- that's
1: like crossing the streams. <laughs> it's not good. It's not good. Um so so this is an interesting thing and this is like a side question and actually like a legitimate one. So this came up at men's study when we were talking about Father Hansen the other night.
0: This was Monday?
1: This is Monday, yeah. Okay. About calling him Father Hanson. And there were some gentlemen in our study who said that they did not think that it was appropriate to address somebody as Father. Why? I don't remember.
0: Is it that passage in Matthew 23?
1: Yes, I think it was.
0: Well, then no one should call me teacher because it says call no man teacher as well. And of course...
1: I don't call you teacher, Pat.
0: No, I know, but the book of Ephesians does say that God has gifted the church with pastors, teachers. So, so if you're going to read that in a, I'm going to say a legalistic, maybe. Oh, perhaps, shoot! Maybe a
1: shots fired, fun, boys. You know who fun, you are.
0: Fundamentalist. You know those <laughs> fundamentalists. Not enough fun, too much damn, and not enough mental.
1: Oh, dang! <laughs> Got
0: him. <'em. laughs> Well, if you're going to read it like that, if you're going to say, well, then you should never call anyone father, like Father Hanson, then you should never call anyone teacher because it does go on to say that as well. So I don't think he was saying, don't call somebody who has, a, ref, you know, that that particular title, you, you don't call them father because of that. I think it's saying something else. So
1: I asked the, these guys, I, I, these guys, I asked these guys, so if you're
0: the two, you're in, the if, two Yeah,
1: if you're in my shoes, it's 12 minutes before the service. I have to call this 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 excellent, excellent man to come over when, dude, you know he preached that morning. Yeah. The last thing I would want to do at 3 45 is get up and go across town and whatever and open up anyway. So I call this man and he says, Hello. And I've never called him before. So you always do the thing where you make sure like like, oh hey, is this so-and-so?
0: Is Father Hansen?
1: Hey, is this Father Hansen? I asked him, I was like, so in my shoes, what do you call him? Uh-huh. Hey, is this Petey Boy? Like is this Falconer? Hey, is this is this Mr. Hansen? Do- so what, what was Dr. The, Hansen? What was the
0: consensus?
1: They cracked a bunch of jokes and didn't give me a straight answer. Because they can't. Yeah.
0: Who, who, now, I, afterwards, you need to tell me who these guys are. <laughs>
1: you don't want to put them on blast? I'm going to put them on blast. On, no, should we? Should on the we? internet forever? No. Should we? No.
0: I'm tempted to. No. See, I wasn't there. That's why th- this mm-hmm. conversation happened. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, nope, because I've said Father Hanson like, like a hundred times, and nobody's ever said a word to me about it. Cowards. <laughs> 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 yeah. Uh, That wasn't even our question. That wasn't. But that was fun. That was a
1: fun little warm-up, though.
0: Hey, dude, you know, I I was thinking, I love Jesus. I love Jesus so, 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 so much. But that hasn't always been the case for me. And when I go back and I... There's something important about telling our testimonies. I don't think it's mandated biblically, for us to go and give our testimonies. I think we are mandated to share the gospel with others, and sometimes it is a helpful way to do that, to include our testimony, but I don't think we have to do that. Um, But for me, there was a time where I didn't believe the gospel and didn't trust in Christ. And so when I think about the time and think about my conversion, for me, it's very encouraging. I get very emotional. I get very uplifted. I think other people, when they hear my story, do too. And so I just thought, maybe for the rest of the show, that you and me, we would just, in an abridged way, because we don't you know, have 45 minutes or whatever each for each of us, to just give our testimonies. What do you think, dude? Yeah, absolutely. Do you want to go first, or do you want me to?
1: Um,
0: Should we toss an invisible coin?
1: An invisible coin. <laughs> No Come um, <laughs> Oh my gosh. <laughs> that voice every time is so distinct in my mind.
0: <laughs> oh
1: my gosh. I can actually picture some like mummy that I've never seen before. I know. And yes, it's very,
0: it makes sense.
1: Yes. Yeah. Uh, I'll go first. Okay. So I always joke around that, like, if, uh, I don't know, people are trying to insinuate something um, salacious about me. I'll always crack the joke that I've got a boring testimony and I'm trying to keep it that way. Uh, <laughs> but you
0: don't. But see, for me, the most encouraging for me to hear from other people are ones where they've walked with the Lord a long, long, long time. Sure. Yeah, sure.
1: I like I said, like this is my introduction yeah. that like, I, uh, <clears throat> I came to faith at a very young age. Um, and, you know, I, I've talked about it before on the podcast where, you know, I, I prayed a prayer with my Sunday school teacher when I was in first grade. Yeah, M- Mrs. John Johnston Johnson Johnston, Johnson.
0: The Lord knows I, yeah. you don't gotta get it right, dude.
1: I sat behind her when I went to church with my grandma, like like less than a year ago. Really, I was sitting behind her in church. Oh wow, dude, she is a teeny old lady now. Oh wow,
0: she was a, she
1: was a little old lady when I was in first grade. What a
0: heritage
1: right? That's great. Yeah. Oh, dude. I love her that. and her husband are absolutely great. Yeah. Who is also like still a there, s- old man. still showing up on Sundays. Is, yeah. But anyway, bit. um, yeah. And I just remember having the gospel explained to me and being a pragmatic young man, like obviously believing this is true, but also recognizing how important this was. Um, I've always been kind of like the rule follower type and, uh, When you hear that you're a sinner and you recognize that in yourself and that uh, Jesus has not only paid the penalty for your sins, but is also your righteousness. I kind of doubt that they got into that in first grade, Sunday right, school right, class. Right. But just <laughs> to make it more uh, relatable to everybody else, when you hear something like that, and you're, like I said, that kind of pragmatic rule follower type of kid like I was, she's like, well, great, let's let us get this going. Like, sign me up, I'm in. And, uh, you know, I went through, like I went to some camp when I was like, seven or eight or nine. I don't know. And there was like some like real, like fire in brimstone. Like you, like you better, like if you're not right with God, you better get right. Like right now, you're not guaranteed another minute. There was like something like that. I'm like, get
0: right or get left.
1: Yeah. I'm like like, behind, dude, I raised my hand and did it again just to be safe. (laughs) And, uh, you know, and I, it's hard for me to remember now. I was always like a good kid. And, uh, and so I I was never super active in my faith. I wasn't super involved in church. And, um, you know, I wasn't like doing daily devotions as a fourth grader, believe it or not. Right. And things like that. But I definitely remember there being this period because I would go to church with my grandma most of the time. Um, my dad uh, and... Uh, my little, little brother. Now they'll, they'll go every now and then. Um, sounds like they go like kind of frequently now, but when I was a kid, my dad, it would be Lucas get a church, Lucas. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, But when I was a kid, it was every now and then. And so my grandma would take me and um, my other brother, um, to Sunday school and church with her. And I don't remember why, but there was just this period where it was like a few years at least where I just wasn't going at all. And um, I remember once I hit junior high and I was youth group age, my grandma was like, well, it was like summertime and she knew that they were doing all these like just summer hangouts, pool parties and like all these other things. And she's like, well, you're going to those. And I had a bunch of friends who I remembered from Sunday school when I was younger and they kept in contact with. The school I went to was um, like a ministry of the church. It was a private Christian school. And so I had a lot of friends who would go to the youth group anyway. And so it was no big deal for me to go. And so I'm having fun, and I'm doing that for a while. And I remember my youth pastor pulling me aside, and he's just like, Brian, it's very obvious that you love the Lord. Why are you never at church? And I'm like, oh, you know, I don't have a ride and things like that. And my uh, one of my best friends at the time, his dad was an elder. and He's like, well, Nate's family, they go every Sunday I'm pretty sure that they would give you, I'm like, my dad (laughs) will bring me on Sunday. Like I'll be there. No problem. And, um, and yeah, once I like started, um, going more and more in junior high, it was when, like I said, like I, I, I don't think between first grade and seventh, eighth grade, when I started really being more active and, um, I guess diligent in my faith, I don't think that I wasn't like legitimately saved as a first grader but i definitely think of junior high as when um, i really started pursuing christ if that makes sense junior high junior high mm-hmm. yeah is when it was much more of something that i like oh gosh these are like really like almost like mystical sounding words but like like something that i actually like interacted with whereas before it was very much like my standing as a scared first grader, like, well, I don't want to go to hell. So, uh, for sure, like sign me up. But like I said, looking back and like, of course, like there, I had like things in my life where I could question whether or not that I was actually born again back then. But I think I was, I think I was just a kid, Yeah, you know? And so I don't have anything where I can say like, Oh, I, I, used to be one way and now I'm not dude I barely remember back before that Um, that's good but I can definitely see and this is super interesting to me because uh, I've been thinking about this quite a bit the last month or so um, about how sanctification is one of those things where it's not like every week month or even year you look at yourself and you're like yep becoming more like Christ all the time that's just not how it works and so the opposite is probably more the case where as especially somebody who's been you know, around church at the very least their whole life, um, I, as I get further and further along, I'm thinking like, man, every year that goes by, I've got further and further to go is what it actually feels like. Because the more that I understand um, who my Lord is, as I seek to become more like him, I'm made more aware of the discrepancy between me and him. It's not that I'm haven't grown from this year to the next, but it's that I'm as I grow, I realize how big that discrepancy is. Um it, I become more aware of how amazing he is and how insufficient I am, which you know, uh, to somebody who who isn't born again, they would hear that and think like, "Oh, that sounds terrible." No, 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 no. It's fantastic. Yeah. It's fantastic to know that 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 gap between who you are and who he is in your mind becomes greater and greater. So does your gratitude. So does your thankfulness. So does your um your worship. Your worship. Your uh just uh appreciation again, not for what he's done. Not just for what he's done, but for who he is. And that that's something that he saw as something worth doing. Um saving some um at a very, very great cost. And so yeah, I my testimony is like I said, and I I kid when I say it, but a, a boring one, and I'm looking to keep it that way. I'm thankful for yeah. it. I'm you very, very thankful for I'm thankful for, it.
0: for your testimony. Yeah.
1: Um <laughs> But to me, like it, it's just something where I, it is something that I've had to kind of preach to myself that it's a good thing that I didn't come from a very, very dark place as I knew it into light. That I've been, that's a, that is a, a mercy.
0: Yes. Having come from a very dark place <laughs> yeah, myself, yes, I can concur and add my hearty yes and amen to that, that it is a very good thing. And I, I praise God that I have you not only as my brother, but as my co-pastor mm-hmm. of the church here. And um, it, it shows, it, it is the, the contrast between the two of us which people here hear in just a minute, is a magnanimous <laughs> display of the sovereignty of God really. in salvation, how he can take you and save you when you're young, very young. You don't even remember, really. Yeah. I mean, you kind of do. What, fourth grade, you said? First. First grade. Yeah. See, uh, wh- where did I get fourth from? Four. Anyways, it doesn't matter. I threw out a lot of numbers. Yeah. So um, and and him having kept you this whole time, and yeah, there's been moments of squirreliness and this and that, but but then my story, where you know, okay, we gr- I grew up in a church, is a, a church in Southern California, and it was Quaker, and I don't remember ever hearing the gospel, but I, I'm I'm not saying that it wasn't preached there, I or anything like that. I'm just saying I don't I don't remember that when I was when I was going there and attending there. So it, it certainly could have been and there could have been times. And I just at that point, like Isaiah and Jesus says in Matthew 13, I didn't have ears to hear, you mm-hmm. know, um, but, but maybe there, maybe it wasn't. I, I don't know, too, but I, I don't know. Anyways, needless to say that even though I had a background where I went to church as a kid, um, I, w- I for sure look back and know that I was not saved. And there was a time where I was a youngster and had prayed a prayer, and maybe that took, and maybe that's what the you know eventually brought me back around. but um, I don't think so. I think that I, in the moment, had seen other people pray this prayer and just was like wanting to fit in that kind of thing when I was young. But in junior high, oddly enough, is when I started doing drugs <laughs> <laughs> You started following the Lord, and I started. That's my career of um, of <laughs> recreational pharmaceuticals. Nice, and it began, of course, with the recreational pharmaceutical marijuana. Yeah, and went on from there. And did a lot of drugs. Rode my skateboard. That was kind of my thing. Um, <laughs> that's my thing. That's my thing. Drugs and, and skateboarding. In high school, started going to raves. I lived down in southern california so la was easily accessible Mm -hmm. and there was no shortage of underground parties to go to and started doing that um doing lots of drugs going out raving all the time going clubbing as much as i could and just was really in that scene um ended up breaking up with a gal well she broke up let's not mince words (laughs) she wanted me to quit doing drugs and i said no and that's what happened there. Two weeks later, I had OD'd. <laughs> so just went downhill from there. Well, the this camp that is affiliated with the church that I had grown up in needed a lifeguard because the lifeguard who they had hired had injured himself the very first like two, three days of camp. And they were desperate for somebody. So somebody knew somebody knew somebody who called me and I was thinking, yeah, this will be great. I'll go up, I'll get clean, I'll get sober. I'll be clean, I'll be able to come back and go to raves like, and not be all messed up. It'll be great, yeah. So I went up there and of course the Lord had other ideas and there was a couple of people who would sit down and, and um, talk with me about the scripture. And I had thought I was a spiritual guy. I'd read the Bible before I was a Christian, read the Bhagavad Gita, read the Quran, read other religious works too, Um, before I was a Christian. Couldn't make heads or tails of any of it, but I thought I was real spiritual. And then a gal came up who, to the camp, I'd been there for two weeks, and she was from the same scene I was, from, raving, and we were both really shocked to see each other. And I started asking her questions, and she had gotten saved, like genuinely born again. And then she must have realized I was not, and yet here I am up here. So we hung out for that week, and I remember her sharing the gospel with me and not making heads or tails of it, really, not understanding this change that she was talking about. And then somewhere along the line, she quoted First John 1, 9, which says that if we confess our sins, God is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And that verse rocked me. Like just, the, I don't remember anything else, any other interaction with her after that. I'm sure we did. I know we, did, we must have had, and I know we must have had other talks, but that verse just like rocked my world and I couldn't believe that God would forgive all my unrighteousness. That was the problem passage for me. So there was a couple of people, like I said earlier, who would read the Bible with me there on staff. And I took that verse to them and I'm like, that's not true. And I started like spilling my guts and talking about all the bad stuff that I'd done, hoping to shock them hoping to put them in a position where they're like, oh, wow, you really can't be saved, you know? Yeah. And and I, I was I was hoping for an out. Now looking back, I can think of that's what I was doing, is I really didn't want, this was so affecting me that I didn't want it to be true, but I kind of wanted it to be true. You know what I mean? Does yeah. that make sense? No,
1: absolutely. So... You were getting ready for a massive life change, and you liked your life the way it was before.
0: I did, but I really liked the sound of this, Sure. but I was scared that if I commit to this and this isn't true, then I'm kind of inevitably going to fall. I'm going to fall away. That's, that's what it was, is I was scared that, that that wasn't true, but I really wanted it to be true, but I didn't believe it was true. You know, just, I mean, there's so, much, so many conflicting thoughts and emotions. You thought
1: you were too bad for it to keep.
0: Yeah, no, Got for it. sure, for sure. And they would show me other people in the Bible who'd committed those same sins or other sins and God had forgiven them. And we did that for, I think, about two hours, just going back and forth. And, and at the end, I was broken and just gave my life to the Lord. And I was born again. There were, it was completely different from the, when I woke up that morning to when I went to bed that night. And everybody saw it. And it blew people's minds because I am i don't, you know, in the Christian world, we don't encounter that a lot. I mean, you know, I, I've done street witnessing and I, not recently, I should go out and do more, but I've done that kind of stuff. I've talked with people, shared with my old friends and my family members and just shared the Lord with people. Um, as a pastor, I preach the gospel regularly every single Sunday, and it's rare for me to... L- see that radical transformation but it happened to me and it blew people blew people's minds um when that happened and i remember just at that camp going to every single bible study i could and writing notes you know on everything that they said and just wanting to know jesus and man that's all i could do was think about him and think about him and then from there i went down back down the mountain from that camp and uh went to as many Bible studies as I could and went to Bible college and then from there I, I just knew the Lord had a calling on my life that I was supposed to be a pastor. And I can't describe it in like
1: That was gonna in, be my next question. Like that was that like like that day?
0: No, no, no. In fact, at the end of that camp, I had another ten weeks up there. So it was great to just be around I, I looked for the ones who loved Jesus, mm-hmm. you know, cause you could tell, mm-hmm. you can tell there's a different gleam in their eye, a little spring in there. There's just something about them that just loving Jesus Christians. And so I would find them and hang out with them throughout the week. So the very last camp, if I remember right, it was a, a high school camp with a bunch of college kids who were like counselors and we were all sitting around the table uh, I think it was the last night of camp or maybe second to last night, if I'm remembering right. And we people were giving their testimonies and I didn't know how to do it right. Like right now, I just gave it, but I didn't tell all my bad stuff. Right. Well, that I just like bleh, just <laughs> <laughs> told about all my sin. And it was shocking to everybody But because people were thinking, uh, my mom just sent a kid up here to this camp and this guy wasn't even a Christian when he was on staff and he got saved while he was up here. But I don't know. Who knows? I, it's a cool thing, honestly, if I right. send my kid somewhere and somebody gets saved while they're, that's, that's a good thing. So I did that. And then um, uh, somebody asked me to come and give my testimony at a church and I didn't want to do it. And she's like, I'm going to pray that the Lord's going to compel you to do this. And, and the Lord did. And I got up and I spoke, gave my testimony, and then she asked me to come back and teach again. So I started going to uh, a Bible study down in Southern California and taking notes from the guy who was preaching. And then I'd go back and preach on what the guy who was up there preaching gave notes on. And, and I kind of knew once that started, I was like, I got it. I just was compelled to study the Bible and teach it to others. Hmm. And as I was so raw, I didn't even know that meant being a pastor. And as I went along, I realized, oh, I think I'm called to be a pastor here. And I've just pursued that ever since. And so I know it's God's call. In my life. There's no reason to live the life that I do, where I'm this bivocational for a while, haven't even gotten paid. I mean, in the past, hadn't gotten paid for pastoring and haven't gone through all of the heartache that has gone through some churches if I'm not called to do it. But the Lord, you know, He didn't just save me to get me in His kingdom. He saved me so that I would be a trophy of His grace and a passionate worshiper of Him. So I'm a trophy of His grace, meaning that I am a display to all of the universe of the grace of God. That's what this testimony is. I'm displaying the grace of God. And what that does is it causes me to be a passionate worshiper of Jesus as I worship Jesus with my passion. With my heart, with my mind, with my soul, with my strength, because I just, I, man, I just love Jesus. He saved me. He keeps me. He loves me. He's called me His own. And that, that, honestly, that can be true for anybody who listens to this who would just turn to Christ and trust in Him as their Lord and Savior. It's, it really is that easy. Now, it's, it's, it can be a hard trick for some people. It was for me. I won't mince words about it. But, you know, we'll we go through it with you. You know, we, we love you and we, we want you to I read a tweet this week. I don't remember who tweeted it, but said, I don't want to push Jesus, shove Jesus down people's throats, but doggone it, I want you to know the best thing for you. And that's Jesus As I'm going to talk about him, not to cram him down your throat, but to say he is amazing. <laughs> he is so good.
1: It's so hard. When you know what the cure for what ails people is.
0: Oh, good point.
1: And knowing exactly how to put it in front of them without really pissing them off.
0: <laughs> well, here's the thing. It's it's a kitschy little saying, but I think there's so much truth to it, is people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. Mm -hmm. And if we're going to point people to the most caring being in the entire universe, then we ought to be people who exhibit that kind of care and compassion towards others. I think the church has done a great disservice to itself by being so harsh and so critical and so, um, um, legalistic towards people in the past no, we need to be gracious and long-suffering and patient. And if God has been so long-suffering to me, how dare I not be that long-suffering towards other people? I mean, I, you know, I, I, I love people. I love people for people, but I also love people because they bear the image of God and because Jesus can save them and cleanse them from all their unrighteousness. I know I've been saved. It's great. It's so wonderful. And anybody who knows me is going to see that the reason I am the way I am, hopefully they're going to see, it. the reason the way I am is because I just love Jesus. You know, nothing else to it but that.
1: Yeah. So I'm, I'm going rogue here. Normally ask the question of the rogue day. Rogue one. But I'm begging you. I'm, I'm pleading. I'm begging you <sighs> to answer this question of the day. If you listen to this podcast and you are a Christian, take the time would you please write out, even if it's just like eight sentences, a brief testimony of yours. To hear people who listen to this podcast recount their testimony would be the coolest thing that I think has ever happened (laughs) since we started this thing. Oh,
0: so delightful, yeah. So the
1: question of the day has to be, what is your testimony? Because we believe that you belong.